0: Good morning, this is Pastor Randy Anderson of This Is For You Ministry. Today is Sunday, November 14th, 2021. The Holy Spirit has put something on my mind for me to think about. And as I pondered on what he was trying to teach me, I want to share it with you this morning. I wanted to ask you a question. When it comes to a relationship with the father and with his son jesus christ what is the purpose of that relationship what is the purpose of that relationship we will be able to answer that question as we expound upon john chapter 15 so if you have your bibles pen and paper Let's go to John chapter 15, and we will be reading the first eight verses. Amen. John chapter 15, starting at verse 1. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the words which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. And if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burnt. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so shall you be my disciples. The title of this message this morning is called or I should say is in the form of a question. What is the purpose of abiding in Christ? What is the purpose of abiding in Christ? Fathers in Jesus name, we come before you, Lord God. Once again, this day, we thank you Lord for another opportunity uh, to share your word with this audience. We pray dear Lord, we need an understanding dear Lord of a purpose or why we have this relationship with thee and with your son jesus christ we pray dear lord god for the revelation of your eternal bound word lord father that it will bring forth an understanding to the audience as well as to myself and so we ask you dear lord god to be blessed and to bless us dear lord as we learn for we ask that lord in jesus name we pray and say amen amen let me give you a little bit of, of what i will call the backdrop of the story here we got to go back to John chapter 13. The setting uh, takes place at the Last Supper in the upper room. Jesus, knowing that his hour had come for him to return to the Father, he must now prepare his 12 disciples for his departure. After the supper had ended, the Bible said Jesus girded himself with a towel and began to teach his disciples about humility by washing their feet. He said, Know ye not what I've done to you? You call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, come on now, you are also to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I've done unto you. Verily, really I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that sent is greater than him that sent him. As we go on into chapter 14, Christ began to comfort his disciples saying, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, in my father's house or many mansions. If I were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you into myself that where I am, there you may be also. We will find in verses 12 through 14, he speaks to them on the power of the believer, that is to be able to do greater works than him because of the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. Verse 14 to 24, he spoke about demonstrating true love to God through covenant relationship. He said, if you love me, then keep my commandments. He that loveth me not keepeth not my saying. All these things were done while he was yet with them, because the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father was saying in his name, he will teach them and teach us all things and bring all things to our remembrance. Oh, whatsoever he has said. Amen. Now we come to the place where we are in John chapter 15. Amen. Jesus is trying to get his disciples as well as us to understand the purpose of maintaining a relationship with him. It is very important that we understand the importance of abiding in Christ. Jesus explained his purpose by illustrating the relationship of a branch to a vine. He said, I am the true vine, and ye are the branches. Amen. Amen. He began to go on and let us know. First of all, the word uh abide or continue comes from a Greek word meno, which means to stay in a given place, the state or relationship. Webster defined it as to dwell, reside, continue, stay. amen 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 verse 4 and verse 5 speaks to the first purpose of why we need to abide in christ let me read that he said abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can ye except you abide in me i am the vine you are the branches He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If a man abideth not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. (coughs) Pardon me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Well, the first purpose of abiding in Christ is to bear fruit. To bear fruit. Jesus uses the analogy of the branches abiding in the vine to bring forth our purpose of being in him. To be saved from the power of sin and death is just the starting point of the relationship with Jesus Christ and the Father. The next step after salvation is to produce the fruit of the Spirit. It can only be done as long as we abide in Christ. As long as we continue in this union with Christ, he said, the same bringeth forth much fruit. In verse 6, he said, if a man abideth not in me. In verse 7, he said, "If if you abide in me, and my word abide in you. The word if is used, which means that it is a choice in the matter. God does not force no one to have a relationship with him. God does not force anyone to stay in union with Jesus Christ, Stay, or I should say abide in the body of Christ. He does not force that on anyone. That is your choice. You can stay there or you can leave there. I know people say, well, once you're in God's hand, you know nobody can pluck you out, and that's true. Nobody can. But he didn't say that you couldn't get out of his hand. You can make the choice to get out of there. Amen. You're not forced to be under God's protection. You're not forced to be in relationship with God. I got to go on. Amen. That should be a sermon all by itself. Amen. Amen. God expects us to be productive and not barren with our lives. If we don't become productive in bearing fruit, then in time, the father, which is the farmer in the, in the story of the the, this particular parable will cast us out from Jesus Christ. You say, I don't see the Father doing it." There's a lot of things that we don't see the Father doing because we have not been taught those things. For instance, you know, you can do anything and God just forgives you. Well, it's based on the fact that if you confess. It's just not an automatic forgiveness. You got to be seeking it. Without you seeking it, you can't get it. But God does forgive. There's a step that you must do because there's a step He will do. Amen. Amen. Just as the farmer would cast out the bearing branches from the vine, this is a must from the pulpit to the pew. No one in Christ is exempt from bearing fruit. Hear me again. No one is exempt from. No one in Christ is exempt from bearing fruit. This starts from the poor pit to the pew. Everybody is responsible who are in Christ Jesus to bring forth the fruit. Now, the next step that we have uh, that uh, deals with our relationship with the Lord, amen, of abiding in him is found in verse eight. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So the next step in the process is that same fruit that comes forth from you glorifies the father. Glorifies the father. The word glory means to honor or to magnify. We're going to use an analogy here about the farmer here. The end result of the farmer's labor is the fruit. Once the farmer sees his uh, product coming forth from the vine, he's thrilled. He prepares the produce for market. At the marketplace, a customer comes to purchase some of his produce, and let's just say the grapes. The customer will ask, are these sweet? The farmer will reply, yes, they are. Amen. The customer is then satisfied with the purchase. The following week, the same customer returns and has brought others also. What has the customer done? The customer has glorified the farmer by their satisfaction of their purchase of the fruit. They came back and then brought others to whom they have been shared in that word about the fruit. They too glorifies the farmer. So it is in spirituality. When we bring forth patient in the midst of turmoil, the Father is glorified. When we demonstrate the right attitude in a crisis or suffering for well-doing, the Father is glorified. When a husband loves his wife as his own body, he respects her, he cares for her, he honors her, he provides for her, he listens to her, he considers her ideas and thoughts and decisions, he leads her in the ways of righteousness. In doing so, the Father is glorified. When the wives submit to their own husband in all things as the scripture direct, the father is glorified. When the children obey their parents in the Lord, the, the father is glorified. When the children see their saved parents living godly life, the father is glorified. When the neighbors can see you maintaining joy and staying positive in a crisis, the father is glorified. What I'm saying is this. The fruit that comes forth from our lives originates with Christ being in our lives, working out the fruit from our will. This is what glorifies the Father. This is what glorifies the Father. Amen. He gets glory because of the relationship we have with Christ, because of the purpose of bearing fruit, Now he gives glory. That is the second purpose. The fruit is the first purpose of the relationship. The second purpose is the same fruit now gives the father glory and honor. Gives him glory and honor. And the third purpose of the fruit, amen, the fruit identify you as Christ's disciple. Verse 8, let's read that again, and I'm going to attach verse 20, which speaks to to that as well. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Verse 20, remember the words that I said unto you, the servant is not above, is not greater uh, uh, than the Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept your sin, they will keep, If they kept my saying, excuse me, they would keep yours also. The word identity means recognized as being a particular kind, shown to be identical, exactly alike. In John chapter 15, even though Jesus is speaking to the disciple, he speaks to them about things that identifies them as being with him. You, If you were read in John chapter 15, verse 9 and 10, he speaks to us as he was to them about loving one another the same way that he loved the Father. Jesus loved the Father that whatever the Father asked him to do, that he did. We got to have that same kind of love when it comes to one another loving jesus to the point that jesus will have us to do something because we love him we would do it verse 11 he speaks to his joy becoming our joy verse 18 he said the world would hate you because they hated him look at all this identification that we have just being abiding in christ verse 20 the scripture we have read since they have persecuted christ they will also persecute you. If they would keep Christ's sayings, they will also keep our saying. This is what makes true disciples to be seen as a particular kind of student. <coughs> oh, excuse me. As we begin to close, there are three purposes of why we need to abide in Christ. The question originate is what is the purpose of our relationship with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ? Well, the purpose of the relationship. Number one is for us to bear fruit. And the only way to do that is we must abide in Christ and his word must be in us. The second purpose we stated that the fruit must glorify the father that is what honors him i know a lot of people talking about glory 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 but what does that mean how do you glory what this is teaching us how when we bear the fruit the fruit of the spirit you have nothing to do with how it comes out all you have to do is abide in christ And let his word abide in you. And God the Father will work those fruits to come out of you. You don't have to do anything, but just stay there. Abide in Christ. Be in Remember, Christ says, I'm the vine. You're the branches. And without him, we can do nothing. I know people run with that scripture. See, without him, you can't breathe. Without him, you can't walk. Without him, you can't move. Yeah, that, that has a sense of truth. But the point of the scripture verse that people take out of this content. He says, without me, you cannot bear fruit. That's what the verse is dealing with. Fruit bearing. Without Christ, you can't bear fruit. Without Christ, you can't really give God glory. Without Christ, remember the words of Jesus. He said, without, he said, no man can come unto the Father but by me and the third purpose that we stated already is the fruit will identify you as a disciple of jesus christ let us pray fathers in the name of jesus we come before you dear lord god and we thank you dear lord god for this opportunity once again now lord i don't know who will be listening i don't know dear lord father who would take this serious But Father, Lord, to those that will listen and to those that will take it serious, may they consider, dear Lord God, their relationship with you based on these three simple steps. First of all, they have to be in Christ, which means that means they have to be in the body of Christ. Be part of, at large, the church of God is what the scripture referred to as the body of Christ. They must be there. And then within the body, dear Lord, Father, you cause, dear Lord, the members to grow in such a way by means of these fruits. Lord, Father, so I pray in Jesus' name that to whomever listen to this podcast, to whomever, Lord, has ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, we pray for them in the name of Jesus that you will cause these fruits to grow within their lives. And based upon what we just stated, we just want to say thank you and say amen.